You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Hey everybody, this is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast on art and philosophy. Super excited to have this interview with Angel Mark Lloyd. Before telling everybody about you, Angel, I just wanted to say hello and let you say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners. That's all I got. That's a hey. Hey, a hello is, is fantastic. Um, uh, Angel uh, is, uh, is is also known uh, under the band uh, art project uh, Fire Tools, um, and uh, also a big fan of your music here. And uh, Aiden Volante, uh, child is a, a musician as well. Um, just just really enjoy uh, your work. And you, you recent uh, release, um, at least for a philosopher, me, I just <laughs> gosh, I even love your title. I'm upset because I see something that is not there, uh, 2023 release. And, uh, for me as a thinker, that, uh, basic title, uh, has me, has, has me thinking, um, do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, your most, your most recent, uh, release and, yeah, um, what you, uh, what you're doing with your fire tools project? I guess when I compose and produce music, um, there's really no specific agenda, kind of just play around until something starts coming together. Um, but then at some point during the creation process, like concepts and stuff start to come together, but I never have them beforehand. It's never premeditated. I'd rather just like find what the concept's going to be rather than creating it, you know, just uh, intuitively, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, making music, I just, it's just a little adventure into a new place with every song. Um, but then lyrically, I think that's where the, uh, where the concepts and stuff start as I'm writing. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just make a statement and it's just like my uh, general my my general reaction in, in listening to music, at least when I first listened to it, um, stylistically that it, that it moves and, and flows into so many different areas. And for me, I'm fascinated by the fact that it's beautiful and you pull it off. It's something that other musicians try, and it's tough to have all those elements hang together. So the question is, how do you do, how do you end up succeeding in, in, in that way where, where others don't? I'm not really sure what the difference is. I mean, of course it's uh, subjective. I mean, I've gotten several reviews in the past where people are just like, I don't know what's going on. There's just random stuff being pieced together. I don't even, I can't enjoy this. So, um, I mean, I think it works. And then some people agree, and that's great. Um, there's really, a, I don't have a, a method to make it good. I just make what comes out, and um, if people think that's good, uh, that's great. I, I think it's good. I usually like to just see the results of my experiment that I've been tweaking 
for months. Um, if it just like feels good, then, then that, that's, uh, that's it. I mean, that's my genre music that I like or want to listen to or, or make. Um, so there's no, there's no, um, purposeful, um, I gotta, I gotta make this work somehow kind of thought process. I don't, I don't think like that at all. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if it, if it works. I don't, you know, I just, I don't even think about that. Yeah. 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 I can, I can honestly like really relate to like how you described all of it. Cause, um, I make music as well and I make metal and, uh, I kind of just go by the same thing. Like my first couple releases kind of like followed a similar structure, but I'm kind I'm currently working on like putting together an album and it's like, it's just gone in so many different directions. And it's just like, I don't really have like a plan before. Like I, I just kind of just piece together what's coming out of me musically and then just like I'll put lyrics to it, you know, to give it some sort of theme and then I'll give it a title and everything and then I put it out. But there's usually not any sort of like structure beforehand. So like I really related to like how you said you put your songs together and I thought that was really cool. Thanks. Um, I, I heard you say you, you talked about it as if like you like you didn't you didn't say I took it in so many directions. You say it went in so many directions. So it kind of gives that sense of like, you know, a lot of it probably like wasn't intentional. It's just what came out. It, at least it feels to me that I'm sort of pulled in different directions. Cause it's not, it doesn't feel like me that's doing it. So then I'm like, well, what is, so I'm not trying to say the music is like, you know, that makes it like, I don't know divine or something i mean i guess i think it is uh but yeah i mean just because something flows out of you intuitively doesn't mean that it's it's good but it's very real i guess yeah yeah it's it's still like unique to you and mm -hmm. like sometimes i'll like i'll like get an influence from like from a song or like just like a specific part of a song that's like mm -hmm. I want to create like a song that's like that and then maybe like the first like 30 seconds will end up sounding somewhat like it and then the rest of the the song is just all over the place with so many different sounds and everything and yeah it, it it's a it's a great feeling to just kind of like have everything just kind of pieced together in a different way you know like some things come in from like other places like where you're at because yeah, I mean, it, I usually I piece together like my songs like, like over the span of like maybe like a week or so. So like different ideas can, so many different ideas can come in the span of a week, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> I want I wanted to ask you, Angel, um, when you're talking about um, you know uh, what you're putting together and in an experience or feeling like that it's an experiment. I want to tie that to, to art and um, uh, the question is, is, is what is art and related to that? Like when you finish your song, do you, do, do you feel it's moved away from uh, maybe an experiment type of stage and it's 
in a different stage as art. What are your what are your thoughts on that? It really feels like it gets super solidified at some point. Um, and I feel like the statement's been made and it's been just tweaked to death. I love the tweaking process. It's like my favorite thing. People say, commit to something and move on, but now I'm going to mess with it forever. It's a lot of fun to do that. Um, I guess I don't really know what art is, um, but I there's there's things I hear and see and sometimes smell and touch um, that um, makes me feel something and there, there's something about it that's like, beautiful and it seems creative like a creative uh force or something created it um you know i just i have a a lake out front of my house and sometimes they're like um like geese and um different species of birds some swans or whatever and like i'm looking out over there and like feeling so much peace and tranquility and I'm just like, well, is that art? And then some people would argue that it's not um, because it's intention that matters. But then I zoom out and I'm just like, well, what if one of the meanings of all this was beauty and that was intentional? Um, which is, I know I'm getting a little spiritual, but that's that's where I live. So <laughs> um, no, it's it's good. We're fa- this this is the thread we go for. <laughs> <laughs> I also kind of just like don't care what art is. Um, I just like it, that's a that's a discussion that I guess I I kind of hate and I don't know if it's if there's much point in it. I mean, we just enjoy things that we see. Uh, either some person made it or it's more natural. I don't know. Like, who really cares? <laughs> yeah. I no, I mean there there's 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 a huge piece to there's a huge piece to that because. I think that like I can even ask that question and it could be, you know, what is art? And there could be a stodgy definition, which we all hold on to, you know, in a sense of being like, well, like maybe the way it's been posed is, is just kind of like wrong over the time. But um, yeah. yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask you, I know um, some with uh, p- parents and like musical influence in the back. I know you, you're around music. Uh, growing up mm-hmm. when did you see yourself yourself as as an artist or musician whatever word that you use when did you see yourself as that in your identity um i don't remember a starting point because i feel like it's always been there um i mean they're you know two three years old you know beating on pots and pans with wooden spoons and trash cans and stuff and then I had some family member or family friend or some something give me a um an acoustic guitar I think it was classical I'm pretty sure that they were nylon strings but maybe not um you know just being like a toddler I have it in my like laying down in my lap um rather than holding it correctly because I was just so small and I don't know just plucking the strings and hitting them with things and um yeah, there's, I just, whether I considered myself a musician or not, um, whether there was an identity word or not, I just feel like I was like just born for music. Um, I don't know any, anything else. 
I can't imagine a life where I wasn't making it. Um, so yeah, no, no real starting point. And then yeah. I also like, I think that labels and stuff can, um, are like useful because if you say musician or artist, then, you know, people understand that you're trying to communicate that you make music or art. Um, and then at the same time, I feel like, you know, kind of like I said about what is art, like, I don't really, I don't really care, <laughs> um, like about identity words. I mean, like being trans, obviously, like they're important in some ways, but I feel like just zoomed out ultimately, like, I don't feel like any labels. I just feel like this sort of amorphous, like, thing don't really feel a, a gender and don't really care what I call myself. I'm just kind of existing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can like 100% relate to that, especially on the music side and everything. Um, just uh, like I, I started making music, like actually releasing it um, back in January um and there's been a lot of times that i've like tried to put my music up and like give it a description to it and it never feels right i feel like i just create what i want to create and it just comes out so it's like you know i i'll i'll give it like a thousand genre titles like i think i have one of my eps up is like melodic black metal with elements of shoegaze and indie rock and all of this and it's like i don't think that's enough or i think that or maybe that might be too much i'm not sure but it, it's it's just what it is you know yeah i think that's cool i mean my Bandcamp genre tags on all my releases i, I always max them out like, <laughs> you know so many to say um yeah i mean i love the idea of indie rock and black metal being together sounds really cool yeah yeah i think um that all really started for me like because i've always been a huge fan of black metal but like i think where like things started to like click for me where i can like piece certain other parts of music together was when i heard sunbather by deaf heaven for the first time mm -hmm. that was just like Oh my God. Like, you're this, like, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I can make black metal, but like make it sound like beautiful and like melodic at the same time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. They definitely broke some new ground. I mean, there are bands doing similar things for a long time, but they're, they're the ones who are responsible for like changing the black metal scene or at least creating sort of a new one where a bunch of people can go back to the old stuff and enjoy it, but they're also like very open to, you know, really strong variations on that. Uh, there's a band like a blackened shoegaze band um, called Crooked Necks that a couple of my friends were in. They don't have very much material online, but they have a split. And then I think maybe some other stuff. It was kind of like a little, instead of shoegaze, it was kind of a little like, like gothy post-punk, like maybe like some mid-era like cure kind of sound, but like all of the vocals were like tortured shrieks, like buried in the background with a bunch of reverb on them. Um, so yeah, you should just like 
type their name into like YouTube or something, there's, there's probably stuff up there. I think you'd like it. It's pretty lo-fi, but it's, um, it's amazing. And they were doing it a long time ago. So oh, nice. Yeah. Definitely want to check that out. Angel, I got, um, we're going to be, uh, listeners. We're going to be cutting to a track, uh, from, uh, fire tools, uh, named that was born at the wrong time. Before we go into that angel, uh, we born too early or born too late? Oh, it's not really, it's not really about being late or, or early. It just, uh, it's more about just like feeling like this ain't it <laughs> <laughs> uh, for like more like existential reasons, not really like complaints about like, you know, living in under capitalism or something. It's more, it's definitely more existential than that. And it's not something I actually feel at all um, or believe, but a lot of times my songs will just be, I'll pick one part of myself that has a certain point of view that has a certain problem or has a certain goal and just like make a song from that perspective. Um, and I, I have this, I have this tattoo that says people equal shit on it. It's like a, a slipknot <laughs> reference. And like, that's not how I think at all, but there's this part of me yeah. that like, you know, hates or is angry about the things that people have done to me and, and do to the world that's like pissed off and I, and I hate them, but that's, that's just a little part, yeah. you know, it, and it's integrated into all the other parts. Um, I'm not just coming from that part. I mean, we can sort of get trapped in a part for sure. And just like be coming from there and, and um, only being able to think that way. But um, yeah, I try to just, it's compartmentalized. It's just like right here to sort of remind me of that rage, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna cut to uh, listeners. We're gonna cut to "I Was Born at the Wrong Time" uh, by Fire Tools, and we'll be back in just a bit.
Thank you, Fire Tools. You're welcome. <laughs> I just, I just love this the synth on that song. It's, it's, it's insane. If, if I can ask, uh, like, what DAW do you use, and like, what? I do everything in Logic. Logic, ah oh, man, I've been trying yeah. to, I've been trying to learn Logic recently. I, I've always, I've done all my music and stuff like that on Apple Studio, so it's been, uh, it's been an interesting transition. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot different. FL Studio and Logic is a lot different. Probably the only thing further from that is like maybe Pro Tools. Um, yeah, I just use Logic for everything because it's great for mixing too. And I do that for a living and also for myself. Um, and I just like to mix and compose at the same time. Um, and yeah, I've gotten really used to it. I have no interest in switching to anything else or trying anything else because I know this really well and I don't want to fix anything that isn't broken. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're speaking with angel Mark Lloyd, uh, fire tools. Um, tell us about, tell us about fire tools live. I think you have an upcoming show. What's that look like? Yeah, I have one on, um, the 29th. I know this will, this will be out after that. Um, 29th of September. Um, I'm just playing a show uh, at a place I've played a bunch of times called Dads. It stands for Digital Audio. Um, what is it? Digital Audio Demo Space. Yeah. Um, I have a friend's band coming into town from Nashville, Flesh Eater, and um, they need a show for their Chicago date, so I'm playing with them. What does that look like, like um, you performing live? Well, a lot of uh, a lot of my performance is actually just backing tracks because there's just there's no way to you know do, like recreate all of that live. I mean, the way that it's the way that it's constructed is is more like a sculpture. I don't really a lot of times hit record and perform the song um, in any way it's all just kind of built. So it's like asking somebody to perform a sculpture, the same exact sculpture that you made. Like, I mean, I guess you could do that. I, I don't want to do that. So, um, 
yeah, a lot of it's backing tracks, but I, I play all the guitar live and I do all the vocals live. And um, I spend a lot of my energy when performing vocals, um, uh, playing with effects and stuff like that, because my the effects I put on my voice um, change a lot. So I'm basically, well, and I do some synth parts too. So I basically go between guitar to uh, synth and, and vocals. Um, but everything else is, is just on my laptop. And then I play all my music videos uh, live, like project them onto a screen. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's kind of how it is. And there's not uh, much else to it. I, I wish I was being a little bit more hands-on in making the music, but like, yeah, like I said, it's it's sculpted and constructed. It's not it's not really performable. And the vocals that I do live, they they can they tend to sound different than they do on the records because. I'm using effects pedals and stuff that I didn't even use on the record. So I'm kind of just uh, trying to do something semi-similar, I guess, when possible. And other times, not possible. So, And where's the performance? It's in Chicago. In, um, how was it called? I think it's in Bridgeport. Do you know why uh, I was I was wondering if uh, knowing um, and thinking about Chicago as far as... Uh uh, industrial sound, why it, why it ends up being so prominent and placed in the Midwest and Chicago. Yeah. I think that the, uh, industrial, uh, nature of Chicago and it's also, it's, there's other places that aren't, don't feel that way at all, but there's plenty of that there. And, um, also Milwaukee and Detroit and, um, especially Cleveland, Ohio, um, I think really does influence people's uh, at least their like industrial music projects or whatever. It's definitely influential. And I, I mean, I I'm thinking of like a noise project called grain belt. It's just like very, you know, very Midwest and, and rusty industrial sounding. Um, their name is anyway. Um, so like, that doesn't really influence me though. <laughs> like my foray into industrial when I was really young was just like nine inch nails mostly. And then, uh, some other stuff, um, some techno stuff too. But, um, yeah, I, I get, um, inspired and influenced a lot more by more natural things, you know, nature and animals and stuff like that. That's kind of like, even though the sounds might be pretty harsh sometimes, that's kind of like the place I'm coming from most, most of the time. Um, but I do love industrial music and I love noise and I love aggressive, nasty sounding music, but it's like nature is making that <laughs> yeah, not some, yeah. uh, coal mine or, you know, industrial factory or something. I could, I could feel I, I about like in the area where it feels, um, uh, lived some time in uh, Wisconsin as, as has Aiden. And, um, when I first got to Milwaukee and the like metal, metal industrial, like maybe how it felt and where mm -hmm. it was and how big the scene was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was just different. And, um, in the Pacific Northwest now, in, in, in Oregon, um, 
I think maybe the area in my natural propensity moving towards like doom, this kind of like very sticky, rainy, uh, dope laden Pacific Northwest, like feel to it. And it like, it feels like it comes out of like the, the area and there's an organic piece to it that I yeah. feel more out here on the, when you are talking about, you know, mm-hmm. the organic inorganic piece is, uh, it's pretty fascinating. Um, when it comes to metal and that sound. Yeah. 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 I wonder if that's like where my more like, like harsher industrial kind of side comes from. And my music is just from me living in the Midwest for so many years. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I grew up in Maryland. Um, I didn't move here until 2012. So I spent a good 27 years um, in Maryland and the, the area definitely factored in to my music. I mean, we didn't live in like a rural area or anything, but it was just, you know, plenty of trees and grass and everything. Birds um, uh, were by like a, a little a little bay um, and some rivers. So, um, yeah, when I moved here, when I moved to the city, it was definitely like culture shock. Um, and eventually I figured out like, I can't do this. I can't live here. So I ended up moving out into the suburbs and that's, that's where I am now. Hmm. I'm, I'm a suburban person. I definitely get a lot of uh, natural inspiration for being in areas like that. Yeah. Well, when you're even talking about, you know, like what is art in like, you know, like the lake or like a, a scene you're experiencing, right. And maybe there's peace to it or you don't feel yourself. You feel like part of the whole and yeah. uh, like on the what is art bit and about attention intention, I, you know, it's a conceptual debate, but it's that for those more like more believing is that there is an author to those natural scenes and that there's art within that where others would be like, you absolutely have to have provable intention of what somebody's trying to make. Like art isn't yeah. an accident. And I think that's where it's like it can get kind of uh, fascinating because I would say is like sitting in front of the lake seeing it that way and having that type of experience i'd be like well if that's not fucking art then like what is <laughs> you know yeah and there and you know that i feel like there was intention to it like even if you don't have any like spiritual side and you just kind of think of it as like a, an accident then it, it was created by like the big bang you know it was like that this is just where it's ended up you know, the Big Bang is still happening, if that theory is correct. And it's, it wasn't something that happened a long time ago. It's still happening. So in that way, uh, industrial factories, I guess you could call organic <laughs> in the end. <laughs> so world uh, and then humans, and then that's what they ended up doing. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't understand why you would want to limit art to uh that kind of an intention it just it seems so arbitrary you know because if you put that there then you do look out over the lake and your mind is just like that's not art you know you can consider it beautiful but like your mind is disqualifying that and that just like that just sounds like annoying and pointless um and so I think that art, among many other 
things just don't have an objective definition because nobody can agree on it. Um, there are certain things that I think do have an ob objective definition and those words, uh, you know, everybody pretty much agrees that they mean the same thing, but art is one of those words where like nobody thinks of it the same way. So how about there's just not a definition? How about it's just whatever we want it to be? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I have to say, Angel, I think in your re recent comments and in your comments, you've answered the why is there something rather than nothing? <laughs> why is there rather yeah. than something nothing question? Like, yeah. This is the first time in a while, like, I've gotten to, like, the point when I would ask mm -hmm. and I, like, I'm not going to mm -hmm. ask it again because because you answered it i yeah, um <laughs> i really i really uh i, I really liked um just in, in talking about you know with, with nature and art there's one thing i want to say is that um my favorite film is barton fink and it it, it doesn't matter for listeners if you've seen it or not but there's this setup at the end where the filmmakers are basically filming an, an, an important scene that you've seen that's been in a that's been a painting right so it's like just a beautiful regular scene in front of the ocean and it's almost set up completely perfectly and i think the creators the coen brothers knew they had the shot that they had captured the perfect shot and then right towards the end there's a a bird that comes through the screen and smashes into the water and then it's done and it's just a picturesque scene but i um I've, I've thought about that so much about like when you see something or experience something and uh, you have this experience and then almost that there's something that breaks you out of it and it kind of like breaks you out of it um uh at the end but um just kind of like honoring experience in and of itself right mm -hmm. um uh, the music experience or art experience. Uh, Angel, where do folks go to find um, fire tools or uh, the art that you create, things that you work on? Where do people look to to, to get acquainted and get more of what we're talking about? Um, so I know people are more akin these days to social networks and, and stuff like that than they are like websites. You know, back in my day, we had we just had websites. But um, I do think um, a really good way to find all my stuff is to go to my website, and then you know you'll find links to everything. Um, you know, Twitter and Instagram and Discord and all that kind of stuff. YouTube. Um, so I have angelmarkloyd.com, which is more just about all the things I do, and then there's a firetools.com as well. That's just firetools focused. And there's a hyphen in there, so it's fire uh, hyphen tools with a Z um, dot com. So either one of those websites, you'll end up um, being directed to pretty much whatever whatever has to do with me on the internet. Yeah, yeah. I wanna I wanna uh, thank you, Angel. Uh, Aiden and I have been talking about that. You wouldn't know this, but talking about this episode and rapping about it and. Uh, and uh, listen to music and, and sharing notes. I just want to want to thank you for for spending for spending time with us. Um, it is a particular thrill um, enjoying your music from afar and then be able to connect with you and talk about um, these cool things. And uh, listeners too, as far as uh, Aiden uh, Volante Music Project uh, Polybius as well P O L Y 
FBI, uh, U.S. All caps. All caps. All caps. Sorry. Very important. important. Um, But I I think even talking with both of you about about these questions and hearing artists and like the creation and some of the surprises you get as a creator from what people are hearing and and seeing. So um, I just really want to thank you for your time, Angel, and and, and really giving us a a peek inside of your art and your mind and uh, fire tools. Thank you for the incredible art uh, that you you make every day. Thank you. Appreciate it. You take care. It's great to see you. Yeah, great to see you too. Bye.
rather than nothing.